Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Balls and Whistles, a Highland News and Media podcast looking at what's been going on around the world of sport this week. I am Andrew Henderson and for the first time in a wee while I am joined by Will Clark who's finally back from annual leave. Will, did you manage to make the most of your break? How was it? Uh, I stayed in the flat terrified of this new Omicron variant. Um, That was pretty much my two weeks. Just when you were about to, to have a bit of freedom and not have to do the day job for a while, there's a whole new variant that comes in that puts the fear into your heart again. And it always seems to be time to my holiday. I'm sure the Delta variant came when I was due to have a break. So um, I've done my bit. I stayed inside. Although I was planning to go to Aberdeenshire to visit the parents, but then Storm Marwin happened. Sure. And uh, the village where my parents live, the power was off for five days. So, yeah, I just stayed in my flat in Inverness. It's probably the right call in the end, then, not going to lie. Yeah. Well, my parents evacuated the house and it must have been, died before, uh, must have been bad before my dad stood his hand to stay in a hotel for five days. <laughs> it was your dad's yeah. birthday as well, wasn't it? Yep, 66. Happy birthday, old feather. He listens to the show, so... That's why I thought we should give him a shout out. No, I mistakenly said he was 67 to the people. So, all right, okay. He got his birthday card and money, so he's happy. Right, okay. There's not going to be too much controversy the next time you do make it back. No, probably Christmas Day. <laughs> unless, unless Nicholas says, You're all staying home for Christmas. This Omicron variant is out of control. Bide for you. Nicola turns Doric when she's given a, a details of a national emergency. That's what the stress does to people. This has started yeah. off on such a cheery note this week, hasn't it? Where's, where's my musical number? <laughs> well, you know I what? I was expecting something amazing from my return. While but, you were off, I actually did have uh, our colleague, Federica, who you can hear on the, uh, I think, now officially finished podcast, Health and Lift Nest, but you can still go back and listen to the season that they did she was asking me what am I going to do music wise for you when you come back because this has clearly become a thing that we do here on balls and whistles and I was kind of like, I'm gonna to have to think about this and if you've got any suggestions please do send them over and honestly my mind's been completely blank on the music front this week I've been trying to come up with something and I just couldn't find anything that felt uh, appropriately big that would fit the magnitude of your return to the show, Will. So I, I'll apologise for that, but I'll take full responsibility for not being creative enough this week to come up with something. <laughs> what a letdown. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll tell you what else was probably a letdown. You were in Greenock on Tuesday night. Mm. Welcome back, eh? Uh, do we have to speak about that? I think we kind of Well, do we're, we're doing a podcast tonight as well, though. Yeah. No, well, I was just glad to get down there because between Aviemore and House of Brewer, oh, whiteout conditions, dangerous. I was half expecting to the game would be called off. But the conditions weren't actually that bad when you got to Greenock. So apart from the actual travel aspect, I don't think it was a bad idea to play the match. So we can take that one excuse out of the reckoning then? Mm-hmm. I think so. Aye. Aye. It was right to play the match, but... Uh, yeah, another disappointing cup performance for Cali Thistle. Uh, out, of the mat, uh, out of the Scottish Cup at the first hurdle for them. Uh, they had chances to win it, but just weren't ruthless enough in front of the goal. 
Uh, quite fortunate with the goal they scored. Uh, Danny Devine had a flick in the header and nobody was managed to get another touch on it as it went into the back of the net. Um, but it's just, you know, Cali Fissel, fantastic in the league this season, top of the table uh, by a point. But their cup form has been really disappointing, hasn't it? Yeah, we, we talked about the League Cup group stage before and I think we all kind of hoped the Scottish Cup would be better. They've obviously got a, a great record and it, have done really well even over the last few years since they went down at the championship. But falling at the first hurdle to Martin is, is not what they would have hoped for, for sure, to put that very lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, I mean, Martin were a better team in the first half, but Inverness came back strong in the second half and uh, should have won it uh, with a number of chances they made, but just couldn't take them. Maybe that's just another sign of Inverness's season where... They are winning games. It's usually one goal's enough, but where's the second, the third coming from? Um, to be fair, the penalty shootout, they were all good penalties. It was just one good save that uh, decided it in the end. But they were very, to be fair, Billy Dawes, he wasn't dismissing the defeat. You know, He wanted a cup run. He wanted the chance to test themselves against the uh, premiership opposition. And that's what, that's what the prize was with Morton taking on Motherwell in the next round now. Um, but for uh, Cali Fissel, they've got a great reputation in the Scottish Cup, so to fall at the first hurdle will be a disappointment. And financially as well, they'll miss out. But in the grand scheme of things, if they win the championship, are they going to look back and think, oh no, we got knocked out the third round? No, no, no. It's it's like Hearts last season. Um, no, they got knocked out of the Scottish Cup by Brewer Rangers. But they won the league and are back in the Premiership and are a real force now. Was it embarrassing at the time? Yeah, but, you know, they got over it pretty quickly. So it's all about the league now. I was just about to make that exact same comparison with Hearts from last season. Uh, I, I guess, in a way, the concerning thing for Cali Thistle then will be that it looked like pretty much a first-choice team they had out on Tuesday night at Greenock. And presumably they're not going to change too much more for league match also down in Greenock against Morton. So is it going to be a, a different result? You know, clearly there's still more levels for Cali Thistle to go through, but it's not like that was a second string team that played well against Wraith, for example, in the Challenge Cup the week before. It was basically a first choice team that didn't get the result thereafter. And presumably that same team are going to go down, could be in the same situation again. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, their strongest team. It was a competition they want to do well in. You know, let, let's, you know, make this clear. This isn't England where the FA Cup is dismissed as a second-rate competition. Teams in Scotland take the Scottish Cup really seriously, uh, as did Cali Fissel. Um, but, yeah, Billy Mackay, who has been fantastic for Cali Fissel in recent games, was quite disappointing on Tuesday night. It just didn't work out for him. Uh, was replaced by Lewis Jimison, who had a chance himself to win the game later on. The, you know, it's likely there will be one or two changes because um, Sean Welsh had an injury in the first half. We don't know the extent of it as of yet because as we're recording, there's a press conference taking place afterwards. So we'll get the further details of that, which we'll report in the Inverness Courier. Um, so Tom Walsh replaced Sean Welsh and it's likely that he'll come in again. But apart from that, you look at who's available, you can't see too many changes, can you? It's pretty much the strongest 11. I mean, the back four is going to be Carson, Devine, 
broad foot D's. That's their stick on. Doran and Scott Allardyce is their midfield. Uh, Shane Sutherland, you can't imagine him being dropped, can you? Uh, with Roddy McGregor as well. So, yeah, I mean, Tom Walsh for Sean Welsh, and that'll just be a change because of injuries, but you can't really see who would come in to make a difference, would you? Perhaps Reese McAleer? The only one I would wonder about, and he only just came back from injury for Tuesday's match, so I, I appreciate it was probably too soon to throw him in the starting lineup, would be Maya Duku. Um, and yes, Mackay has done really, really well, and he's Cali Thistle's leading scorer. So I wonder if it is going to be Shane Sutherland that gets squeezed out. Because I think one thing Cali Thistle do lack is an aerial presence going forward. You know, Mackay is a great instinctual finisher, but they do try and put crosses into the middle. And Mackay isn't the biggest guy. He doesn't get on top of defenders all that much. So maybe Mackay in behind Dooku getting then linking up might be the way forward. But like I said, it depends on, on fitness. And it would be harsh on Sutherland too. I thought I had a really good start to the season at least even if he maybe hasn't had the same sort of impact over the last few weeks. Yeah, you can't really see who's going to come and make the, the, the big difference when things aren't going right. So time will tell. Absolutely. Uh, just before I move on from Callie Thistle, Will, you had uh, a, a chat with Billy Dodds after the match, and I'm sure he'll be hoping for a slightly better welcome to Greenock on Saturday. Wow, I mean... Yeah, to be honest, after what he said about the change in facilities at Morton, <laughs> I was thinking about my report the next day. I thought, you know, the, the, the game's uh, just takes a back seat now. That's not the story at all. Um, you know, Billy, anyone that's met Billy, spoken to Billy, he's quite a laid-back character, takes everything in his stride, but he was furious on Tuesday night with the way his team were treated regarding change of facilities. Um I never saw the change in facilities, uh, but he's describing them to me. Two porter cabins, one upstairs porter cabin, no lighting. And uh, with stairs, he banned his team from going to that porter cabin for health and safety reasons. And then there was problems with the generator and he had to deliver the halftime team talk and the full-time team talk in the darkness. And then afterwards, he was so angry about it, he, he said he wouldn't put vermin in that porter cabins. He, he said... It was 36 years he's been involved in professional football. It's the worst facilities that he's seen. And he said it was a disgrace to the Scottish game. I've still got it here if you want to play it. Um, is it worth hearing? that? It, can you really sense the passion of it more than just you recounting his words? You know what? Because people might accuse us of hyperbole. Sure. Um, but you know what? Every word he said, we I, I wrote. Sure. And if, if people... People think he went over the top or maybe we were exaggerating. Maybe they want to hear it. Maybe they want to hear what he said. Because he, he actually, before he came to us, he'd, he said he told the directors at Morton, I'm going to the papers about, about this. Right. So he's not been shy about it. Um, do the people want to hear it? I think they might. I think they might as well. I want to, I want to say some, something tonight and I'm not saying it sour grapes and I've spoke to Andy Millen and I spoke to one of the directors. We've made a 400 mile round trip tonight and I've not had a blast this season but we are in two porter cabins out there. One up the stairs where there's no light which is a health hazard. I couldn't put my players up there because the, you can't see the stairs coming out. The, the, the toilets are a disgrace. 
I've had my full time team talk darkness. Um, I would I wouldn't put Vermin in there, and I mean that. And I told Andy I'm going to have a blast, and I said to him before the game, and uh, because I don't want this to sound like sour grapes, Scottish football should be better than that. That is an absolute shambles, and I don't care about what Morton think, because I've spoken to one of the directors, lovely man he was, but that's not acceptable for Vermin going over there. And my boy's sitting there freezing. Um, two portaloos at the side, but I get told there's toilets round the corner. But it doesn't matter about that. Uh, health and safety, absolute disgrace with those going upstairs in a dark night, freezing. Don't mind in a summer day. Um, but in a winter's night in December, 400 miles, and we get hit with that, it's a disgrace to be treated like that. And that's before the cup tie. So I want to make that clear. That's no me saying, oh, look at him, toys out the pram because he's out. This was happening. Whether we won the tie or not, I've never, in Scottish football in all my life, I've never seen uh, anything like that in my life. And they're all apologising, and they're good people, but I don't know who's made the decision to put that over there, especially on a night like this. Disgraceful. The word that I used to Andy was, Andy, I've one word to use, and I'm telling you the new, before, disgusting. What's the action taken against that? I don't know, but I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't think any football team should be treated like that. We can accept shells, because everybody does that, but, oh, wow. I've never seen played what of course. If a sixteen year old have been in the game, fifty-two, you do the mass thirty-six years. Thirty-six years and I've never seen anything like that. Not even in your your uh, public pitches. I'll be interested to see if they get the same sort of changing facilities on Saturday. Yeah, I mean it's you'd like to think they won't, but I suppose we won't really know for sure until they actually go down to Greenock. Uh Cali Thistle will certainly be looking for clearly better change of facilities and a better result down there tomorrow. I'm not really sure it's possible for Ross County to get a better result against Dundee this weekend than they did the last time the two teams faced each other. Of course, that was 5-0 for Ross County. It took so many of us by surprise. You know, Everybody at Ross County was absolutely buzzing about it. Back then, it was their first league win of the season, and they've gone on a quite a good run since. Um, Dundee, though, have also had a pretty good run of form around about it. They had decent results going into that 5-0. They've had quite a few decent results since. They've only lost to Celtic and Rangers. Well, do you think it will be the same sort of story on Saturday, or is this going to be a much tougher one for Ross County to deal with? Yeah, I think it'll be 6-0. 6-0? You think it'll be even bigger? I think it'll be bigger. I think bigger and better. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, credit to Dundee. Um, I think it was a kick up the backside to them, eh? Uh, getting hammered 5-0 by Ross County because it, I'm looking at the results afterwards they went to St Mirren and won um, got beat by Celtic understandable but then they hammered Mullerwell 3-0 afterwards Yeah, and then they beat St Johnston 1-0 so maybe it's what they needed at the time just for a, a right royal hoof in the stains as we say uh, where I'm from which had power had no power for five days um, that was a right hoof in the steam. That was a right hoof, especially from Miller and Fairley, right? Um, but, you know, the last game, they did get well beat 3-0 by Rangers. But Ross County, they're not, a, they're not bad either. Um, maybe wanted to pick up a few more points than they have, um, thinking about the Dundee United game. Mm-hmm. Uh, good win against Hibs, though. It was a very good win against Hibs. Uh, everyone's beating Hibs. Well, uh, where is that? Uh, and unfortunately, Jack Roshby's lost his job now. Uh, I don't know if you saw that before. It is. Uh, after last night's 1-0 defeat to Livingston. But, yeah, do you think Ross County could have picked up better results after Hammer and Dundee? 
they did have a couple of tough games. Rangers being their next one after that probably wasn't what they would have wanted. Um, it possibly brought them crashing back down to earth a little bit. They were, of course, supposed to play Hibs in between those two games. That one kept getting postponed. And then County beat Hibs anyway. I think I made the point a few weeks ago that maybe that was the right time to play them. As it turns out, it was still the right time to play them. Uh, Dundee United, yes, I think they definitely would have been hoping for three points. But again, Dundee United are still sitting quite comfortably in the top half of the table, having picked up a lot of really good results themselves. So I'm not sure a draw was the end of the world with that one. Uh, I think as long as this is the start of regular points getting put on the boards, I, I'm not convinced Ross County have too much to worry about to be honest. Yes, they might have wished for a few more, but uh, it's been a solid run compared to what they had at the start of the season. They've got a game in hand in Dundee as well, which I think makes it more important that they they, they beat them. Um, Because I was due to go to St. Johnston on Saturday. Well, I did go to, not due, I did go to St. Johnston on Saturday. Yeah, you were there. (laughs) I was at the car park. For for the ladies and gentlemen listening at home, uh, I'll tell you how I found out the game was postponed. Uh, the car marshal guided me into my car park space like, like an air traffic controller you know stop like brilliant thanks very much opened the door yeah, I think I walked about five or ten steps and they told me game's off typical like bah and then I tried well I, I went to the stadium and just the um, the security was like sorry game's off go cool. anyway but, you know, I currently would have fancied their chances against St. Johnston. Who, uh, I think St. Johnston would have maybe welcomed the postponement uh, just for a bit of a breather. But, um, you, know, county, you know, County, they've got the mental edge on Dundee, I reckon. That 5-0 will be playing into their minds. And uh, is Harry Clark suspended? Harry Clark, I think, served his suspension, didn't he? Was that supposed he did, to did be? Did he serve it against St. Mirren? Yeah, I think he was supposed to be back against St. Johnston. Ah, okay. Well, then, um, he's got to make a huge difference. I think he's been one of the key players this season. Yeah, uh, a lot along with Joe Hungbo and uh, and Charles Cook. Um, so I've, they've definitely got, you know, they've definitely got the personnel to pull off a result, but they've got to put the points on the board because I think they should have beat Dundee United. I think they should have beat St. Mirren, even though it was away from home. But we're coming up to the halfway point in the season now, so. You don't want to change. They've got games in hand on other teams, but you don't want to give them too much of an advantage, do you? No, absolutely. And, you know, the three guys you mentioned there, Clark, Hungbo and Charles Cook, were the goal scorers against Dundee, of course. And one of them we even got to speak to this week in press. We had Regan Charles Cook as well as assistant manager Don Cowie. Uh, Malky Mackay was out of commission but of course a lot of us were asking about the last game against Dundee so here is what first assistant manager Don Cowie and then Regan Charles Cook had to say about what sort of impact that match might have on this weekend. That game's gone you know it was three points that's all you get for it you know it was a it was a night when collectively we defended very well and we attacked very well and we were clinical you know we took our chances when they came it's a new game that's gone um, for us. We've built on that and we just focus on playing them this Saturday. We've built on that result, which is important for us. Um, you know, the results suggest that, you know, we've picked up quite a few points since then. But at the same time, Dundee have responded, you know, excellently since then. Um, 
they've won three of their last five since since that match and their two defeats was against Old Firm. So they come up here in good form. Totally different game from maybe six weeks ago when we played them. Um, so it's got the, the making of a very good uh, game because it's two informed teams. Uh, like that's the past. That's the past result. We're not focusing on the past. This is a new challenge. We know they're going to come out fresh and strong. They'll probably uh, want to give us an actual. Um, want to give us what's the word I'm looking for? Revenge. Yeah, yeah, revenge. Yeah, they want to uh, revenge from the last time. So, yeah, it's a new challenge. We're looking forward to it. So, yeah. Like, you know, football <laughs> changes very quickly, so we can't, like, we can't dwell on the past. Of course, it's a good positive, like, we scored, it's not just the Dundee game, I feel like we scored, uh, like, one of the most goals in the league, I think, were, like, fourth? Uh, yeah, something like that. So, it's just, a, it's, it's another positive, like, we'll look over certain, certain things they do and where we can hurt them, but, like, the past result, we can't dwell on the past, like, it's gone now, literally gone, next game, and that's Dundee. There's a very clear message there from both Kerry and Charles Cook. And to be honest, I quite like that approach from them. I think that's the right way to go about it. Yes, everybody will be thinking about the 5-0 win. Supporters might well be hoping for something similar in Dingwall rather than at Dens Park. But the players can't afford to think about it like that. They can't afford to go in thinking this is going to be an easy win because as we've touched on and as both of those guys touched on this week, Dundee are more than capable of getting a result if County take their foot off the gas. Yeah, it's a good point as well, the whole revenge aspect. You know, that'll probably be playing into Dundee's mind. You know, I, I if I was Dundee, I'd put the same 11. And if I was James McPeak, I would say, avenge me. <laughs> avenge me. That's very dramatic suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, I think Ross County's got enough about them to see any uh, revenge mission from Dundee off. Um, you know, they're, play, they're playing good football. They're scoring goals. They're, they are improving in defence. Uh, so they've got more than enough about them to pick up the three points. So I'm going to go Ross County 6, Dundee no. There you go. An official balls and whistles prediction from sports editor Will Clark there. They're spit away five goals. Uh, but with all, but right, okay, wow. That's Charlie Ademoji. <laughs> very specific. That's very from a, from a spectacular back pass that went wrong. See if that happens. I will be straight on Twitter tagging you in that because I'm going to be at the match in Dingwall looking to see if Dundee will get revenge against Ross County and another team looking for a little bit of revenge are Clapicudden who were into the second round of Highland League fixtures of course and they go up against Huntley who put five goals past them on week two of the season uh, it's again been pretty good ever since then really for Clack they've had the odd defeat the odd disappointing result but generally speaking things have been going really really well for them in 21-22 they of course were not in action last week their Highland League Cup quarter final was postponed because you know the weather was awful but they're back into action again this week and again I'm just basically going to go straight into a clip because uh, I think I wrote it as well in this week's papers that for the neutral, it might be quite easy to forget that that result at the start of the season actually happened. That's certainly not the case at Grant Street itself. Um, we haven't forgotten. As I said, they, they were ruthless that day. Um, we didn't defend well that day at all. We, we were very, as a team, not just not just the defence, as a team, we didn't. We played some really good stuff, but I think we let Huntley race in a 4-2 lead. Uh, well, 4-1, then 4-2, and we were well on top, then we gave another sloppy goal away, and 
but that's what happened that day. But credit to Huntley, they were ruthless. They punished everything that we, the mistakes that we made, and they were ruthless that day. So we haven't forgotten. Um, it was a sore one. It was a real sore one for us because. I didn't see it coming, but listen, we, we've learned from it, I hope. I think our results and performances and have proved that recently. So, no, it's a game that will go down and, you know, we'll be, confidence is high in the camp, especially after the, the result we got against Logos. Um, so, no, we'll go down there, Andrew, and, and uh, look to win the game. I know you, you want to win every game. You obviously believe you can win every game. Is there an extra bit of motivation with this one, though, because of what happened at the start of the season? No, 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 no extra motivation. No, it's just um, another game, another opportunity for the players to go and show what they're all about because they've done it plenty this season and maybe not got the rewards that they deserve in a few of them. Um, so, no, it's just another opportunity for the players to go and show what they're all about and um, a, a chance for them to, to go and win another football game and that, that's what we'll be looking to do. It's manager Jordan McDonald there. Uh, well, you've seen more of Clack in person than I have this season. They're in quite a good spot to go and avenge that, even if that's maybe not the, the message that Jordan's going to be sending to his players ahead of kickoff. I, I, I don't believe Jordan. I think he's going to tell his players before kickoff, avenge me. There's a recurring theme this week, I feel. In a James McPeak style. But we also spoke about uh, Dundee getting a kick up the backside after they conceded five goals uh, against Ross County in their return to form. It was the same for Clark. Um, they conceded five against Inveruri and five against Huntley. And then they went on a fantastic run of unbeaten games. I think it was like seven, seven unbeaten or something like that. Yeah, it was a long mm-hmm. run. Definitely. Uh, but, but, you know, it was just showed the improvements that have been made at Clark McCubbin compared to previous seasons. And a lot of credit to Jordan McDonald. The form did slide a wee bit. Um, you know, maybe not getting the points and the results that they wanted, but, you know, they are beating teams at home that they should be beating. Um, and I would have fancied them to beat Forest Mechanics at the weekend, actually. Because um, I think they are, they, they are where they deserve to be. They're a mid table team. They're certainly a team that don't belong among the bottom clubs uh, where they have been in recent seasons. But my cousin's not going to like this because he'll probably be playing centre-back for Huntley this weekend. But Clarkney could have got enough about them to get the three points against Huntley this weekend. Some proper family drama here, potentially, isn't there? (laughs) There's a wee bit. Sorry, Mark. That that shows how much you actually believe it, though, that you're not trying to spare the feelings of family by saying that. (laughs) I mean, mean, no, no, I mean, I'll I'll put it on the record. Huntley's my hometown team. Um, But but things aren't going great at Huntley. I think Clarkney could have had a better team than Huntley just now and uh, more than capable of getting a few points at home. I've got to say, uh, James Anderson deserves a special mention for the amount of goals that he's put away this season. I think it was like 17 so far. Uh, and that's what they've been missing in recent years. Um, but they've got a hungry striker, and he once again he'll prove to be a big danger uh, for Clark McCullough. 
it makes all the difference if you got somebody that's finding the back of the net regularly. As, of course, Brewer Rangers are finding. I think one of the last times you were on an episode, Will, we were talking about the, the title race in the Highland League and all the different permutations. Brewer are back up to second, and it's not right. the least because of the goals of Matty Wright, who's the Highland League's top scorer. Yeah, I've got to be honest, Brewer went under the radar a wee bit for me. I, I kind of wrote them off. Uh, when I saw that they had such a poor start to the campaign, but by their standards, mm. they've only lost three matches, I think it is. Um, but by their standards, uh, that, that that wasn't good enough. And that's a lot of credit to Craig Campbell, who's managed to turn the ship around. And now they're only one point behind Fraserburgh. Has Brona got a game in hand? Or... I think Fraserburgh have a game in hand, but Sorry, I could be wrong right. in that. No, no, I think you're right. Fraserburgh are the ones with a game in hand. But here's the thing, they're one point behind Fraserburgh. Fraserburgh will probably beat Fort William at home. Brewer Rangers have got a really tough match against Rothfuss, who beat them in the North of Scotland Cup. Well, Brewer did beat Rothfuss in the league, and they're the only team, Highland League team that beat them this season. But it's still a very tough match. But if they if they manage to beat Rothfuss on Saturday, next weekend it's a top-of-the-table clash at Dungeon Park with Fraserburgh. And if they win that, they go top of the table. So... That, that's a bit tasty, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big couple of weeks for the Highland League title race. I mean, like I said, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Fraserburgh potentially running away with it because all their challengers had already dropped points. And was it already maybe a, a done deal in some ways? And then Fraserburgh go and have that result against Rothis and it's opened up everything ever since then. There's now, I think we could quite safely say four or five teams, if not a couple more than that, who will all fancy their chances. And it's these games between those teams, you know, that are, that are going to make the difference come the end of the season. So hopefully it's quite an exciting time. Um, it may not go Brewer's way. It might not go the way of uh, the teams that our listeners support, but um, it's certainly all to play for, which is, is nice to see because we haven't always had that in the last few years in the Highland League. It, it's all tightened up so much over the last few weeks. There's a point, I think Fraserburgh had a 10-point advantage at the top of the table. I'm not yeah. sure if it's just because of the way the results have gone or games in hand being caught up, but it's all just so condensed now. Yeah, five, po- five points between the top six. Right. Fraserburgh, Brora, Bucky, Brecon, Brofis, Inveruri, Locos. And then Fort Martin United, it's only three points behind that, and then there's a, the rest of the league. Sure. Uh, but pick, pick a winner out of that. Yeah, and it really is anybody's game at the minute because they all still have to play each other again. So it's a really, Grateful. really interesting time. It's so refreshing because, unfortunately, the Highland League, it's become a one-horse race, whether that was Broda Rangers or Cove Rangers uh, winning the league. So brilliant to see um, how open it is. And it's great, for the, it's great for the division. It's not been a great year for the Highland League in the Scottish Cup. Um, Breaking City are the only team left in the third round. Uh, and they'd be forced to, into a replay with Darville. So it's, it's just refreshing to see that at least, even for the disappointment of the Scottish Cup, and it was a disappointment. I don't think it was good for North football um, that the league is so open. And of course, a team that we haven't mentioned yet in the Highland League, Nairn County, are in action against Devon Vale. Uh, I think we've talked before on the podcast about Nairn County's poor run of form at home. Really, in a lot of ways, that started with the defeat at Station Park against Devon Vale back at the start of the season. This time, they're going to be going to Banff. But I'm quite interested to see what kind of team they put out because we had Ronnie Sharp in the papers last week talking about potentially giving quite a few young players a chance. 
guys coming up from the reserves rather than just the first team squad that they had that was already pretty young um, over the next few weeks until some of their regular starters come back from injury. So it'll be interesting to see how experimental I think Ronnie goes over the next few weeks with the matches coming up because it could potentially be a really busy period for them. It's not too stacked at the minute, but the way winter always is with the Highland League games will get called off. So if things end up getting rescheduled for Wednesday nights, you know, those guys are going to come into play all the more for the next month or so, maybe even a little bit longer than that. You know, I don't think they've won a game at home yet, have they? I don't think so, no. Um, that's incredible for a team like Nairn County, um, who are doing so well under Ronnie in previous years. They were making so much progress uh, season after season. But this, they've had a, it, it's, we've written about it, they've had a terrible injury crisis and it has affected the way that uh, they've played and unfortunately the results. But um, they, had, they had picked up some good results recently. So hopefully the second half of the campaign will be better for Nairn than the first. Well, that was certainly the hope of striker Scott Davidson, who I chatted to earlier this week. You can read what he had to say in this week's Highland News and Inverness Courier, um, touching on a lot of the stuff you just said there, Will, that with everybody back fit, hopefully they can be much better second half of the season. Uh, there's also a little bit about what the injury crisis may be down to, although that's quite difficult to pinpoint. Um, I could go on and on really just go in and buy a paper and read what you had to say or go on the Inverness Career website and find what you had to say there um, but while I was talking to Scotty Davidson well you were chatting to the North Cali clubs because there's an Inverness derby this week yep and it's actually being played in Inverness it makes a nice change this season <laughs> yeah Loch Ness play Inverness Athletic um, so for anyone that doesn't know both these teams had relocated from Inverness um, due to not being able to find a pitch in the city. Um, Loch Ness relocated to Fortrose. Inverness Athletic had been away from Inverness for quite some time. They were at Muir of Ord last season. This season, they're at Ardeseer. But uh, damages to pitches have resulted in them coming back to Inverness and uh, being forced to play on 4G pitches. And they'll be playing at the Royal Academy this weekend. Uh, two teams uh, having... Different sort of season, shall we say. Loch Ness, top of the table. Four points in front of everyone else. Nine's win, nine wins out of ten. And then you've got Inverness Athletic, bottom of the table. Uh, one win all season and five points adrift of everyone else. So on paper, you'd expect Loch Ness to win. But uh, the last time they met in the, the Cup, the Football Times Cup, I should say, Loch Ness only won 1-0. So it'll be a close game. And when it's a derby, everything goes out the window as both uh, managers said when I spoke to him this week, which you can read in Friday's Inverness Curran. It has historically been really close games between the two of them. I think both the games last season ended in draws, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, considering, like you say, where they are on the league table. I, I wouldn't put too much store in that based on it being a derby and based on, on the past games between these two. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, to be fair to Loch Ness, they, they hammered near County Colts 6-1 last week. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Loch Ness are scoring goals, but you know what? So are Inverness Athletic. They lost 5-3 in Orkney, but they've got a guy, striker Dominic McCauley, who's scoring goals for fun too. Mm -hmm. He's scored two consecutive hat-tricks. Um, interesting story. Dominic, Dominic McCauley actually comes from US and travels from US to Inverness to play for Athletic, which is a... <laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> yeah, dedication is superb. Uh, 
Um, so, be an interesting game. So, if you've got nothing to do at two o'clock for Saturday afternoon, go to the Royal Academy and watch a good game of football that promises to be. There's also on Sunday, Inverness Caledonian Thistle women are in Scottish Women's Cup action. They play their second round match, I believe it is, I should know that, away at Clyde. So that's a bit more difficult to get to if you're in Inverness on a Sunday afternoon, but I will be going along to that and they usually end up streaming as many games as they can. So I believe that's going to be an option this weekend for you to watch. You're, going to, you're going to Cumbernauld. I, I believe so. The details are still to be worked out, but at, at the time of recording, that's the plan. I'm going to be going and doing commentary on the stream for that game. All right, okay. Are they covering your travel, course? I say the details are still to be worked out. <laughs> so I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Um, but that is the current plan, that there will be a stream where you'll be able to hear more of my dulcet tones, which always feels weird when I say that about myself. Uh, but keep an eye out on social media for, for the stream link there. That's my Sunday sorted. I was going to say, I felt like you were about to add something there. Well, I'm sure you will be cheating then. Um, let's move away from football a little bit because there are a few other things I wanted to touch on before the end of this week's show. Uh, the first being Ben Bartlett, the Highland Boxing Academy athlete, had his third ever pro fight last week. It's a homecoming for him. He's from Strathpeff originally, lives in Dingwall, but trained in Inverness. And it was the first ever Northern Sporting Club show in Inverness last Saturday. Ben Bartlett took the unanimous decision win after four rounds last time out. And that is, I about to say the start, it's not the start, it's right in the middle of a really busy period at the minute for Highland Boxing Academy, because on Saturday night, they've got their own club show, uh, which is great for them because it's the first time they've been able to run one of those since the start of the pandemic. Well, I think we've talked plenty of times before about uh, specifically Highland Boxing Academy and the work that head coach Liam Foy puts in to grow the sport in the area. He's obviously not the only one, but he does put in a mountain of work into it. I'm sure that's going to be a, a great occasion for everybody involved at the club this weekend. Yeah, let's get ready to rumble boxing fans. Um... Oh, go on, give us your best buffer impression. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get ready to rumble. There you go. Beautiful, Will. Well, Beautiful. That's getting cut out. Um, you know what? Let's let's just move on. Right. All right. Okay. That's that's enough. That like you've done with boxing after that. I've, I've made a right feel of myself. <laughs> Keep it in. Don't don't cut it out. Oh, I'm definitely keeping it in. Um, don't you worry think, about I that think, I think I've just killed the sport of boxing um, rather than asking you to do more impressions of various figures in combat sports well I'll let you talk for a little bit about rugby because you were chatting to Highland Rugby Club this week ahead of their well I'll say their last match of 2021 I think across the board it's the last scheduled club rugby matches of the year this weekend and Highland are away at Harriet's I believe right yeah um, and going in with very good form Harriet's top of the table, but uh, Highland beat them in Inverness in the third game of the season, 28-27, in an absolute slobber knocker. And but the last Getting three matches... combat sports here, Will. I know, I've got boxing in the heat now. <laughs> I'm trying to restate the sport of boxing. Um, but, you know, Highland were kind of hit and miss uh, at the start of the season. They were, they were picking up good results, but they were also losing matches. But in the last three games, they, they went to Ayr and won, they went to Stirling and won, and they got a very good 32-20 win over Kelso. So the momentum's with them, but they are facing the league leaders. But 
they've got, I don't think they've got anything to fear. Um, we were speaking about the Highland League being close. National one is very close as well. I was just about to say that, yeah. Highland are fifth, but they're only four point points behind Heriot Blues. If they pick up a bonus point win, they actually go ahead of Heriot's. There's two teams above them, Bigger and Gala, that do have games in hand to play. But, you know, if Highland win uh, on Saturday uh, and then having a wee break and then going into the second half of the campaign, it, it's anyone's league. Um, they'll fancy their chances just as much as anyone else of getting promotion to the Premiership. But I think a win will be vital. I think if they lose, I can't see them being cut away, drift a wee bit, to be honest. Um, but more than capable of winning. I think I've said that before is the thing. And they always seem to come back and get those good results. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Dave Carson said to me that it was the most exciting league in Scottish rugby. And he's not wrong because everybody's beating everybody. You know, you're talking about even Gala and Bigger there. They've mm. dropped points where in years gone by, you know, Bigger especially before the pandemic, were running away with National One and had actually won the title before the league was ruled null and void because of the pandemic. Again, We've talked about that before. Yeah, and so. Highland are going from strength to strength this season, partially through players coming back from injury, partially because guys who were maybe a little bit inexperienced at this level at the start of the season have really grown into it and improved their game and improved their mentality going into it as well. Yes, obviously a, a win this weekend would be absolutely vital for them. But if they don't, I'm not sure I would rule them out coming back from that either because chances are the teams above them are still going to drop more points. It just promises to be a great second half of the campaign. Um, but, you know, good good luck to Ireland on Saturday. Because yeah, they've done so much great work over the years. And it would just like, it, personally, I think if they lose, I think, that, personally, from my point of view, I think it could be one nail in the coffin to any chances of winning the title. But more than capable of winning it yeah, on Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, games elsewhere, Ross Sutherland across the bridge are against Aberdeen Grammar seconds. Hopefully that'll be a good win for them after they had a really disappointing one away at Murray last time out. Also in Caledonia North 2, Highland's second team are in action against Mackey. And in Caledonia North 4, there's an Inverness Derby, which I don't remember the last time this happened. I think it was supposed to happen before and it got postponed that day if I'm remembering right between Inverness Craig Denane and Highlands Thirds Yep, um, Inverness High School uh, I think it's a 2 o'clock kickoff. so uh, if you're a rugby fan go down there and uh, give your support to the voice Craig Denane, a fantastic rugby club a historic rugby club as well that uh, hasn't been great for them over the past few years but you know they're still a very well supported club, have an excellent women's set up as well mm-hmm. um, so go along and give them their support. But at the same time, Highland, you know, the fact that they've got a third team just shows you how strong rugby is in Inverness. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll result in a good crowd at the high school on Saturday. Fingers crossed. They'll deserve that. Uh, Well, listen, that's everything I had in my notes, but I know you've been working on some things a little bit further north this week as well. So is is there anything else I haven't brought up that's caught your eye? Um. Wick Academy uh, playing Strathspey Thistle on Saturday. Um, sorry to hear Ryan Campbell broke his wrist. Very talented young player. Uh, he's going to be out for at least six weeks. But, uh, you know, Academy, they've not had the greatest of seasons so far. 
Um, they lost 4-1 to Fort Martin United last weekend, but that was on the back of winning their last two games. Um, I, I reported at Wick Academy for a number of years uh, during my time up there, the golden generation of KFS football. Fortunately, the sun is setting in that generation, but you know there, there's, there's young players coming through and uh, hopefully, uh, it might take one or two seasons, but hopefully they could be the catalyst to improving Wick Academy's fortunes in the future because they're a great club. I've said it before and I say it again. They're probably the best supported club in the, the Highland League. Uh, it, maybe not financially, but certainly in fan base anyway. So um, it'd be great to see them, uh, you know, pick up three points and just have a better second half of the campaign. That's about it. <laughs> That's an impassioned resection there, Will. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm still getting over coming back from Green and Morton. Yeah, it's been a bit of a hangover for you for that. So I think on that note, we're going to draw this one to a close and that will go and get a little bit of rest. Um, so I think then uh, all that's left for me to say is the usual sort of wrap-up spiel, although I will make a slight change to that this week and say rather than just if you have any questions or comments, get in touch with us on Twitter at balls underscore whistles or by emailing ballsandwhistles at hnmedia.co.uk. On top of that, why not let us know what you want to hear from the podcast? Because we're not far off a year of doing this now. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're here producing content for all of you to listen to. So if you're happy with the sort of thing that we're doing with the format, if you'd rather hear some different things, hear some different discussions, let us know. Because at the end of the day, like I say, we're here to serve what you guys want to listen to. So let us know so that if we have to make any sort of tweaks or changes, we can do that and make it a more enjoyable listen for all of you. Yeah, exactly. I'll echo I'll, I'll, I'll that. Um, we'd love to hear from the, the listeners what they want to hear. You know, we want to give you something that you really want to listen to. Um, we hope you enjoy what we've done so far. But if there's a different element or a different sort of uh, avenue you would like us to explore, get in touch with us. You know, this show is for you. <laughs> Let us know what you want. Help us to help you. Yeah, exactly, Hendo. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is at the end of the day. Of course, if you are enjoying things exactly as they are for us at the minute at Balls and Whistles, tell us that too, because it's always nice for us to hear feedback and hear that you guys are enjoying it. And why not, if that is the case, leave a review or recommend us to a friend because it might help other people find us and listen to us, which of course increases that sense of community, which is so crucial up here in the Highlands. We, we enjoy doing it. We yeah. just hope you enjoy it too. But if we can make it more enjoyable, tell us how. Exactly. Exactly. No, nothing's, nothing's too much. <laughs> Thanks too much. Well, until people ask us to do some really impossibly complicated technological stuff. But I'm sure it won't be that much of an issue. Pitch us any ideas you like and we'll see what we can do to make them happen. Um, on that note, I think that really is everything I have to say for this week. So we'll be back next time around, hopefully talking about Ross County having a win over Dundee, Pally Thistle not changing in changing rooms that aren't even fit for Vermin and of course plenty more updates when it comes to Rugby Highland League whatever else is going on next week thank you for listening in the meantime and have a good one everybody <laughs>